so a woman is going to a dinner party at her friend's house and asking for directions and her friend is telling her well first you come down the street with your left elbow you want to open the front door and then with your right elbow you want to ring the buzzer with your left elbow again push open the next door when you get to the elevator you can use your right elbow to push the elevator button get in the elevator bend down use your nose to push the seventh floor get out on the seventh floor and just bang your left elbow into the door a couple of times. I'll come open it for you. The woman says, what's with all the elbow talk? What is this? And her friend replies, what? You're not bringing anything. <laughs> okay. We got the chuckle. There we go. <laughs> welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another special edition. They're all special editions, okay? So it's an edition, but okay. it is a special edition of TBL News, the pod, or if you're watching us over there on TBL TV or YouTube, TBL News, the video pod. I'm sitting down once again with our friend Chris Cox. It's it's an interesting one for Chris. The fire yeah. coming off a loss. H- how you been sleeping the past couple of nights, man? You're not used to this. Not not terribly used to this. You know, following the fire, even last year didn't happen too often. But you know, it's it's basketball. Teams teams are going to lose. You're not. You're probably not going to go undefeated. So it's it's a weird feeling. But you know what? It it's all right. No, you can't win them all. Sometimes yeah. they do. I mean, you know, the, the days of John Wooden are probably pretty far behind us now. Yeah. So let's Bobby talk. Knight. Uh, Bobby Bobby Knight. I, I wonder, were they the last one? Oh, boy, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. You know what? No rabbit holes. They were about efficiency here on TBL News. Okay. So we're, we're not going to go down any undefeated rabbit holes. We can talk about the UConn women's basketball team some other time. Or right. Notre Dame field hockey? Notre Dame soccer? Somebody. What did I just say? No rabbit holes. Moving on. Uh, let's go back to Thursday night. Let's lighten okay. the mood a little bit. Sure. Thursday night, uh, you got Enid at home. Mm-hmm. You win the game. You win yep. 102 to 91. Well, let's admit it. It wasn't all that pretty, was it? It wasn't the it wasn't the cleanest game. It was tough. You had KD Moore and uh, and 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 Maston there combined to shoot 10 of 17 from the floor. They're a bright spot. Uh, the right. rest of the team was. 22 of 64. Yeah. Again, un- unusual stuff for the fire, but you did pull out the 102-91 win. Uh, the difference probably was on the boards. Uh, the fire snagged 62, Enid only 48. Um, so if I put you in a DeLorean, I fire up the flux capacitor, 1.21 gigawatts, and I send you back to about 10 p.m. Central Thursday time, you're okay. coming off the Enid win. At that point in time, are you feeling nervous? Uh, about the next Enid matchup that was coming up in like 72 hours, something like that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you look at, one, just the way that the schedule shaped up and the way that the schedule was was put out there and the fire were playing three games in four nights. They were mm-hmm. It was an afternoon game off of an evening back-to-back situation. Enid had two days to prepare and were only preparing for the fire and only correcting the mistakes they made against the fire while the fire had a game against Little Rock in between those two Enid games. So that by itself, kind of you look at the calendar, you look at the schedule and you say, okay, this is going to be a tough matchup no matter what happens. But then you watch the game on Thursday and yeah, the fire got an 11 point victory and you do see some things there. It's like, okay, Enid's going to pose some problems, not only on Sunday as we saw, but then throughout the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Enid has a lot of length. And, and just the way that they use that length gave the fire some trouble. I don't think it's anything that they can't adjust to and and figure out for the next time that they play after the All-Star break. But I, I do think that it is something that does pose a problem for the fire, especially the lengths that the Enid guards have. Mm. Enid's throwing out guards that are 6'4". I think Marvin Johnson's listed as a guard. And he's 6'6". and was, a big guard. With, 
probably a longer wingspan than that. So, I mean, you got you got length at the guard position that the fire and frankly, a lot of teams just will have a hard time matching up with. Yeah. And when we were chatting about that length, uh, you mentioned Enid. Enid falls back into his own. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They fall into they have a couple different zone defenses that they play, but, you know, they they fall into that zone and you put those two guards at the top of the zone and they can, you know, with their length, cover a lot of ground. Um, we'll talk about Little Rock here in a little bit, but they played, they tried to play some zone after seeing it give the fire some trouble. Hmm. They tried to play some zone on Saturday and the fire were able to adjust to that a lot easier. One, because they were more familiar with the zone to two, Little Rock just didn't have the length that Enid has. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the with the zone, you try to get the ball inside, try to break the zone down that way, and the fire would get the ball inside to their to their bigs, and Enid would collapse on it like you want, but then they're able to only take one or two steps, and they're back on those three-point shooters. Mm -hmm. So they're they're able to recover a lot quicker. Yeah, look, you're, you're talking to a Syracuse boy, an Orangeman oh, through and go. through. I know, <laughs> I know a thing or two about zone recoveries, uh, but you make a very good point about Little Rock trying out the zone. Mm -hmm. uh, you do have to be built for it. And, and there also is a lot of a lot of study that goes into it. It seems like, okay, I'm just going to stand in this area for a while, easy peasy. Uh, but it's the intricacies of the zone that actually make it work. Did, were, were you impressed by Eden's zone? Yeah, I really was because it's not, at least up to that, that point in the season, we hadn't seen it on, mm. you know, at, with any of the teams that the Fire have played. The Fire haven't really shown it. I mean, a team might, Shreveport will throw it in there on occasion, but it's for, you know, a possession or two, and then they'll go back to man-to-man and you know do some other things so it's not something that you see very often at really i mean you see it some in college now you still don't even see it a ton in college yeah, anymore. yeah less and less frequently um, you see it a lot at the high school level i cover high school sports as well and you see it a lot at the high school level but you don't see it much past that some in college and not but not really anywhere in the in the pros and so i think especially on thursday with the fire seeing it for the first time it kind of kind of threw them off a little bit and they had to had to work through some of those those adjustments and they were able to on on thursday and get the win right so before we skip ahead to what happened on on sunday um let's first talk about that little rock game you mentioned that little rock game um mm -hmm. as look you can show up any given day and uh, these are professional players little rock could could beat potawatomi uh right. you know more they often than Pot not they won't they gave him a, a tough go of it the the first time that they played. I mean, it was back and forth for for three quarters, and mm -hmm. Little Rock had chances to win that game. The Fire were able to pull it out in the fourth, but you know, you go into that game on Saturday and you kind of think, okay, Little Rock has some talent. It should be another close, tough game, and it, it frankly, it just didn't turn out that way. The Fire came out on fire and and really put Little Rock away fairly early. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the rebounding numbers when we were chatting before right. we actually hit the record button here. So uh, Potawatomi actually uh, got out-rebounded in this one, um, and it's kind, yeah. kind of kind of a significant margin, too. It's 67 to 52. No one on Potawatomi mm -hmm. had double-digit boards. But you, you you told me something interesting. Why don't, why don't you cue the listeners into what you told me that I found pretty interesting? Yeah, it was one of those things that you didn't really notice that during the course of the game. I looked at mm. the I looked at the final stats after the game and saw that they had been out rebounded by what fifteen. I was like, that's that's surprising because it just didn't feel like that during the course of the game. It didn't feel like because a lot of times if you're being out rebounded, it's it, you know it's gonna go the other way. The other team's right. gonna have a much better chance to win. Um, but it just didn't feel like that the rebounding numbers were that off. I think what it was, the fire just didn't grab as many offensive rebounds as they typically do. Little mm -hmm. Rock was able to grab a lot of those defensive boards and 
I, I don't know if that was on purpose or by design by Coach Danoff, but I do know Little Rock likes to get out and transition and run. Okay. They have guys that can do that. So I think there was more of a of a of a thought process maybe of the guys after a shot goes up of falling back and getting ready to play defense off transition and just getting five guys back there because in that first game they did get burned on transition a few times. So maybe mm. not maybe not trying to press the offensive glass as much as they typically do because of that. So I'll, I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do, Chris. Uh, TBL okay. News is awarding Coach Danhoff two gold stars, and you are getting awarded one gold star. We're going to assume this was done on purpose. That sounds like okay. some pretty uh, some pretty advanced tactics to me. Say, you know what, guys, don't hit the offensive board as, as hard as we usually do. we got to get back on D. Right. And you, Mr. Cox, for picking up on those advanced tactics, you get a gold star as well. Well, thank you. What, what do I get for that gold star? You get a gold star. So okay. you beat <laughs> Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not you as the, the, the broadcaster the voice of the Potawatomi Fire aren't sitting there saying oh shoot uh, we got some things to clean up seems like you played a pretty decent game against Little yeah. Rock again coming out with a 122-96 road win yeah, but now the starters, said the starters said essentially the entire fourth quarter okay that's look yeah. you know, another point you had just made was statistics for all you fantasy junkies out there they don't always tell the whole story All right, you they gotta don't. watch the games yeah so you're not sitting there um, shaking in your boots about Sunday, but that said, now you got to travel from Little Rock, and that was an evening game. Yeah, you were traveling from we, it, both the Thursday game and the Sunday game were at home, and then we hit the road to travel to Enid, yeah, on Sunday. Right, right. that's right, right. Little Rock is at home. Enid's on the road. Correct. So you got to pick up nonetheless, short yeah. night of sleep, travel over to Enid, Load yeah, about two and a half hours. About two and a half hours on a bus. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it, it was it was going to be a tough game. I mean, like I was saying, just the way the schedule was built for this past week, it wasn't. It was that was designed to be a tough game. It was going to be no matter what was what the situation mm-hmm. was, and so it, it go into an arena that it's, you know, that Enid has a pretty good fan base. They had. They had several hundred people there at the arena. They were excited for the game. They were ready to make noise and. And you got to give the fans credit. They definitely did that. They uh, they were making noise. They mm-hmm. were given they were given the fire players um, some heck. We'll put it that way. Giving them heck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know it was a good environment. And also, I want to give credit to the fire fans. There were probably a there was a strong contingent of fire fans that made the two and a half hour trip over. There you go. You got to travel well, yeah. fire fans. Exactly. And they it's did. It's not that long of a trip. Nah. And it's nice and flat too. If, if it, I, uh, it is very flat. You're not negotiating yeah. too many hills between E no, and Shawnee. It's about three turns, depending on what highways you take. So, so you can put that you can put that puppy in neutral for a lot of that trip. You can save on there gas. You there you go. So, it's a, so it's a whiteout at Stride Bank Center. Um, mm-hmm. As you said, it's a, it's a difficult turnaround to make. Right. Tough game against Enid. One night, you get one night of sleep. Then Little Rock again. You can't sleep on anybody in this league, right. particularly a good team like Little Rock. And now you got to play Enid again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enid might have been a little bit more prepared than Fire were for that reason. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think you look at too. Just after that Thursday game, Enid was able to get home, and then their next game was against the Fire again. So the adjustments that they had to make, they didn't have to install a new game plan for a different team. They just had to make tweaks to the one that they had against the Fire because, again, Fire won that game by 11 on Thursday, but it was much closer than that. Mm. Uh, 
just watching the game play out, it was much closer than 11 points. And so Enid really only had to make tweaks. They didn't have to overhaul anything. And, and they made tweaks, and, and it worked. So coming off that Enid loss now, now, now we're back in, in the present, uh, and we're looking forward to a tough weekend. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> uh, uh, they're, they're both home games, right? Both home games, yep. Friday, both home games, yeah, Friday nights, Shreveport. Yep, Shreveport Mavericks, the uh, probably, if not one of the hottest teams, the hottest team in all of TBL. Mm-hmm. Six straight wins, the only loss was season opener to the fire. Uh, I don't think they took too kindly to that opening night beatdown in front of the home so. crowd. That, that no, was dastardly so. of you. My goodness. Yeah, well. You gave them bulletin board material, Potawatomi, so you do it to yourself sometime. It's, it's the fate of those who are uh, sometimes too successful. Well, anyway, let's let, let, that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about Shreveport before we talk about uh, Wichita. Um, any chance we're seeing a you know 30, 40, 50 point win again, or Shreveport I, just been right in the ship? So. I don't think so. I think they've righted the ship. They've added a couple guys back to the roster mm-hmm. um, that were on the team last year, and I know that's helped out a lot. Uh, one guy who missed some some time early in the season, including that season opener, he's played the past four games and is averaging gosh twenty four points, something like well, that. Well, that'll help out. Games. So they have three guys averaging over 20 points, um, and they're all all good shooters. All three of those guys are. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be another 30, 40-point victory like it was on the season opener. I think I think Coach Tucker has his Mavericks, has kind of righted the ship with the Mavericks, and, and they're going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's one that the Fire, if they play to their ability, it's one that they're definitely capable of winning. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be, I would imagine it'll be a much closer game than, than what we saw the first time around. Well, you might, might try to get some of those Shawnee faithful on a yeah. party bus and drive them on over to uh, Shreveport. How far is Shreveport? Oh, we don't have to go anywhere right now. We're it's all here in Shawnee this weekend. See what so. you see. What, what what you're seeing here, folks? Just a little <laughs> peel back of the curtain. Okay, Chris was the one who was. Uh, telling me before we started that he's got two kids at home, so he's got a little cold. But now me, <sighs> with just the one, just the one little baby, I'm the one with daddy brain. <laughs> the fire yeah, at home well. for this one. No traveling. Yeah. Nope. Shreveport's I... coming to town. Yeah. Shreveport fans stay at home. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's watch, fine. watch this no, one on TV. They'll bring, they'll bring a, a good group of fans. They They did last year. They did for the playoffs last year, and they'll do that again, I'm sure. One of the nice things about TBL teams is the fans, man, they're faithful, they travel. So we, we should see some Mavericks shirts in that beautiful Fire Lake arena. Probably. Probably. And Friday Hopefully night. not too many, though. <laughs> well, regardless, uh, we'll, we'll be looking out for uh, the Fire to, well, now they need to right the ship a little bit. Nothing yeah. major. It's, not, it's obviously not panic time. Right, right. But they need to make some adjustments. And after Shreveport, doesn't get any easier. No, no. Then you play who is now uh, the toast of the town, the current first place team, the newcomers on the scene, those mm-hmm. Wichita Sky Kings. Um, yeah. They're new guys. Nobody has seen too much of them. Right, right. Um, what, what are some first impressions you've got of these Sky Kings? A little bit that I've seen and that I've heard about the Sky Kings talking with the fire coaching staff is that it's, you know, they got they have some good shooters. They have. You know, a lot of three-point shooters who aren't afraid to pull the trigger. Um, their point guard, I'm not, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but their point guard is is a true point guard. He's capable of scoring, but he's looking to get his guys in position and set them up first. Uh, 
and and they have I, I want to say five guys averaging double figures in scoring. So Ooh, they have yeah. they have balance, they have depth, and and you can look at the numbers and and see that. But on tape, that balance shows up as well. So I think this I, I think this will be a a good matchup for the Fire. I think it from the little bit I can tell. Um, Wichita might shoot some more threes in the fire, but they're built kind of similarly. Like I said, with a lot of depth, mm-hmm. with four, five, six guys that could lead the team in scoring on any given night, a point guard who can get his in terms of getting points, but also wants to set everybody else up. I think these two might, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out on the court, but I think these two teams might kind of mirror each other um, a little bit. Well, we, we could be looking into the future then with this matchup. Uh, it's maybe there's Maybe there's a conference championship on the line between Wichita and Potawatomi someday. I'll it's tell you, possible. that there, there, there's a name uh, on that Wichita team um, that will likely be on your lips as you make the call. Okay. Uh, uh, in, this, in the stats, in the roster sheets that you get, his name might be listed as Theodore Allen. Uh, he's better known as... Teddy Buckets and Teddy, Teddy Buckets, Buckets is it, it is no misnomer. I think he's pouring in something like 28 a game, somewhere uh, around there. Yeah, 27 and a half, 28, something like that. Yeah, I saw that. So among those shooters that uh, you say Deshaun and the boys need to look out for, Teddy Buckets certainly tops that list. So look, we'll be watching. We're wishing you yep. luck. Uh, you know, Thanks. yeah, I'm, I'm here at TBL Newsman. I'm I'm impartial. I have fun talking to you, and I like the team a lot. Uh, but I'm just looking forward to some good basketball. And and yep. and this weekend, folks. There's going to be some good basketball uh, at Fire Lake Arena. The defending champion, Shreveport Mavericks, coming back to town. And the currently first place, Wichita Sky Kings, also coming to town. Chris, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a it's going to be a big weekend and it's going to go even though it's all leading into the All-Star break and there's still basically two thirds of the season left. There will be, I mean, this weekend could go a long way in playoff positioning and who's first, second, third, because right now, I mean, Fire are in second place because of a head-to-head win over Shreveport and only a mm-hmm. half a game behind Wichita because Wichita's just played one more game. So it's this weekend's going to be big. A, a, a very valid point. A ball bounces this way or that. Yeah. And now you're talking about teams switching places and home venues come playoff yeah. time. So it's crucial. Tune in, folks. It's going to be some good stuff. All right. It'll be fun. Chris, thank you. Nick, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And here comes that part in the podcast where I say something along the lines of, oh, it's so stupid at this point, isn't it? Even I'm getting bored of it. But now, now, so like once you come up with a bit and you do it a few times, you feel Mm -hmm. attached to it, like you can't let it go. So I'm going to say something like, oh, Chris, you've been at this a long time. You're a professional. I'm just a mere novice. And I don't have enough uh, stripes on the belt yet to know exactly how to get out of one of these podcasts. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to I, I don't know how to take us to commercial. So I'll <laughs> say something along the lines of from the TBL news desk. Signing off. Alright, that works. Big guys, I, nope, I'm not kidding there. It's a big weekend for you guys. You yeah, get, it really is. Up. I know you've done a lot of this, but you gotta get pumped up for a weekend like this, right? Oh I do, absolutely, yeah. No, I, I get excited and I think uh, it's one of those things right now. It's like,